0: Three, two, one, and we are back in this topic today, what we're focusing on today. Um, This was something that my lovely wife thought of, and the topic is... Five
1: ways people, as in the public, know if you're a crappy agent. Now, (laughs) how did I get that idea? I I didn't just come up with that. There was actually a recently published article by HomeLight where they listed 12 things the public, you know, your prospects and maybe future clients, should watch out for when hiring a real estate agent. This is how people, non-realtors, talk about realtors, right? So take your realtor hat off for a moment and imagine if you're one of your own clients or prospects. What if they put you through the filters that were mentioned in the article? So let's make sure that none of you are committing the worst things on the list. Some of these things are really simple to cure and some will take some work. So take some notes, Cross out the ones that maybe you're not committing that sin, but put a circle or underline the ones that you want to improve.
0: So when I was reviewing these notes, Julie, I realized that a lot of this is the same things that the public has been complaining about uh, with regards to real estate agents forever. Yep. And when NAR used to do the surveys of mm-hmm. recently closed sellers in particular, these would be similar things around the market. But I'm going to uh, what Julie's going to do is she's going to share these points, and then I'm going to tell you guys specifically how you can use what Julie just said to frankly help help you make money uh, because, for example, Julie's first point, um, I'm going to share with you guys our communication, seller communication guarantee, yeah. but without any further delay, Julie, point yes, number one? Yes, you just
1: read my mind. Okay. Point number one, you could be a crappy agent if you have terrible communication. Now this comes in many forms. You might not think that you have terrible communication, but maybe the people you're dealing with do. Remember first remember first that what you think is great communication might not be that way to your prospect or client. Here's some common issues that agents have. Here's for the first one, no real communication plan. Now do you use text, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, voicemail and email or all of the above randomly? Most people do. Ask your client what they prefer, <clears throat> excuse me, and stick to one method throughout the buying or selling process. Here's something that surprised me straight off of coaching calls, Tim. Some of our more experienced agents have found out that their older clients, and a lot of the transactions right now are downsizing baby boomers who don't need the space. You and know? that
0: party's just getting started. That's
1: right. Well, guess what? They don't use WhatsApp. They don't text all of the time. They actually like being called or maybe even met with in person.
0: But the important takeaway is, and this is part of our listing process too, when you're taking a listing, one of the questions we give the seller, you're going to give the seller um, essentially something that's going to ask them, how do they prefer to be communicated with? And you're going to find out what Julie just said is true. They don't want you messaging them on all those little uh, you know, messenger apps. They want to have you maybe call them, but most likely I'm going to guess most of them are going to want, depending on their age, an email or a text. That's right. Uh, but I'll give you a real you know, important thing. Always try to lean into a personal phone call. Why? Because there's no misinterpretation of what you're trying to convey. It'll make the seller feel more attached to you, which will then result in you, frankly, if needing to reposition the house in the market, aka lower the price or have a condition issue, they're going to be much more receptive to doing that if they feel attached to you and they trust you because human to human voice or or even physical contacts, IRL in real life, right? Mm -hmm. That is not going to go away. And if anything, uh, AI is going to make people who have the ability to actually communicate um, even more powerful and more effective because so many others, the newer generation, the younger folks, they're not going to have adapted to those skills. It's actually reminding me, you know, of um, this, uh, you know, after COVID, All these kids, like our daughter's age, where they're worried that because of the masks and all the rest of it, they actually their brains haven't evolved to know actually how to read people's facial expressions, Mm -hmm. micro expressions, and the rest of it. But also, people have because of again COVID and you know having to meet virtually opposed to real life, they've lost a lot of the you know real basic elements of knowing how to communicate with somebody.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Not just the kids, but people in general.
0: Yeah, and so if you have those skills, or if you're younger and you realize maybe that's that's a skills deficit you have, learn those skills, uh, here's a real big reason why, because then you're going to find it easier to do transactions with people that are older than you, who chances are have a higher sale price of a you know listing yes. or a buyer side they want to do. If you're in your 20s and you're listening to us right now, you're a brand new at everything in life because you're in your 20s. You don't just have to be stuck selling first time buyer houses to people your age. Julie and I sold over 100 homes our first year when we were in real estate and we did all different people in all different price ranges, the same thing we coach you guys to do uh... you know frankly in our premier coaching program so open your mind to the possibilities and absolutely don't limit yourself communication It's absolutely the most important thing. And so, Julie?
1: Well, so let's stay on that point, communication. So that was one example is having too many methods and bouncing around and nobody knows how to find you. Sometimes you guys think you're being ghosted, but it's because you didn't check WhatsApp and your client actually went there instead. You know, these things get confused. Okay, the other version can be slow response time. Again, we're still talking about being a crappy communicator. What is your policy? Do you return all messages on the same day? Immediately, if possible, like we teach you in Premier Coaching, do you follow furiously fast lead follow-up? Is your voicemail full? What's the message that sends? Do you blow off buyer leads because you already have too many buyers, but you didn't even ask if they were also a seller? Well, join Premier Coaching by visiting premiercoaching.com and you get your communications guarantee as well as the 18 uh, relentless lead follow-up rules and buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts. It's all about communication.
0: All right, so you said two things. Number one, going back to what we were just talking about just so these guys are clear, you ask them how they want to be communicated with. You do not make them try to comply with how you want to be communicated with. How you want to be communicated with from the perspective of your real estate client is irrelevant. So if they say they want to be communicated on WhatsApp and you don't have that app, don't say you don't have that app. Download the damn app and now you got the app. You guys get the point? Mm-hmm. Number two, Julie just said the communications guarantee. In our pre-listing package, because we know that the number one thing that anyone's had that's done a real estate deal with or prior, uh, the number one thing they complain about after closing is crappy communication from their previous agent, Right. So one of the things that we have all of you guys use that are our, our, our premier coaching program and you get the pre-listing pack and you get the listing obviously all of our listing system is a communications guarantee. And without essentially you know giving you the details of it, the essence of it is is you're guaranteeing the seller, how you're going to communicate with them. And I think it's five specific points. And how did Julie and I originally think about that? We read that in our interview and we read the NAR survey results. And we figured, well, if we know everyone, you know, who's done a deal before, complains about crappy communication from their previous agent, why don't we put in writing a guarantee stating exactly how we're going to communicate with them? And obviously they sign it, you sign it, it becomes part of the listing process. That in itself We'll make it so that you'll take business you otherwise wouldn't have because you are doing something that's setting aside their biggest bugaboo about their previous agent. Or frankly, if they're a first time transacting with a real estate mm-hmm. agent, they've heard other people bitching about their real estate agents. But you're the only one offering a communications guarantee. That's just one of the very unique selling propositions or USP things that we want you to adapt uh, and adopt and use in your real estate business and that's part of premier coaching you will uh, you know take the next natural step and you're going to join premier coaching right now by going to premiercoaching.com, or just scroll down it's in the description of today's podcast Uh, just scroll down and click the link to join premier coaching it costs you nothing if you're on itunes if you're on youtube if you're anywhere listening to us and all the billions of different podcast widgets scroll down in the show description show notes Click Premier Coaching, or you can just simply go to premiercoaching.com.
1: All right, point number two, and this is highly curable, pay attention. Crappy agents lack familiarity with the market. This also comes in several flavors, just like the communication discussion, such as, first of all, the agent only shows what they're personally familiar with versus showing the buyer what they actually desire, what the buyer actually desires. I hear this uh, from our coaching clients who pick up buyers, and I ask, well, this buyer's been in the market for a long time. What happened? They said, well, they came to me and their previous agent was showing them stuff, but it didn't meet any of their criteria. It was just what they were familiar with.
0: When we were moving to Austin, Julie, the agent agent that we were working with was only familiar with a tiny little sliver. He was a coaching client. He was only familiar and very comfortable and he was really good and knowledgeable at this particular tiny little area, but it isn't what we wanted. And he did not even set his search search, uh, results were essentially too small we're too small and you know frankly Julie said well this is silly why don't we just push an extra say 10 minutes outside of this little comfort zone that Dave had yep and guess what we discovered the house that we ended up buying that we didn't even see before we bought it
1: exactly Because we, you know, we're looking for something specific. Okay, so don't only show what you're comfortable with. Okay, so a crappy agent not familiar with the market, the agent assumes that there are no homes available because their MLS has low inventory. They aren't searching using other methods for their buyers. Refer to previous extensive podcasts about how to find and create inventory other than the MLS. Okay, so the agent is unfamiliar with the new construction inventory in their market. Thus, they don't show or sell any new homes. And you know what their response will be? Well, I didn't see any new construction in the MLS. Stop doing just
0: the MLS. Exactly. Well, my gosh, we've done so many podcasts about this. If you guys are just leaning into the MLS to find uh, listed properties or, frankly, find comps for your listings that you're about to uh, list you are making an enormous mistake and it's going to cost you the listing because you're in a competitive listing situation. Uh, The other agent not only tells them all the information from the MLS of previous home sales and currently for sale, but that other agent also shows them all the new construction they're competing with. Not all and very little of the new construction is going to be in the MLS, And you now are going to be on your heels because you're not going to have a full, you know, view of what the market's actually offering and what's going to be competing with that listing. You're not going to take that listing because you're going to look incompetent. Thus, you are a crappy Crappy agent. agent.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. And you know what happens when you don't show and sell new construction? Your buyers, you know, the best buyers who are actually motivated, qualified, all cash, ready to rumble, they'll find it on their own. And then you're going to be all pissy about the fact that they got into new construction
0: by themselves. And you're going to say something dumb like buyers are liars. Nope, you're just a crappy agent and you didn't do your job, thus you didn't earn the commission.
1: Fixable. Okay, next, number three, a crappy agent doesn't respect the client or prospect's time. I know you guys are always complaining about how they don't respect your time. Well, how about this? Constantly being late, missing, or rescheduling appointments. You don't like it when they do it to you, but that doesn't give you permission to do do the same. If you want your time respected, set an example. Confirm all of your appointments and be on time. If you live, like I'm thinking about Federico in in LA, right? So yeah, it might be 10 miles away, but you got to battle the freeway. Just leave 30 minutes, leave an hour earlier than you think. It's better to be early. If you get there early, let's say it's a listing appointment, even a buyer appointment, right? Right. You get there half an hour early. What are you going to do with yourself? How about this? Drive around the neighborhood and become more familiar with what you're showing or about to list.
0: Well, not only that, especially in the listing side of things, you might take the listing just because you were early and everybody else was late. Little known fact. (laughs) There you go. Point number four.
1: Point number four, a crappy agent speaks more than they listen and asks very few questions. Sometimes this is out of sheer nerves and sometimes it's out of ego. Fire hosing the other person with information usually just confuses them. So ask more questions and actually listen to the answers and you'll be far more efficient at actually delivering the results. If you're talking more about yourself than you're getting to know your client and their needs, you might be a crappy agent.
0: That's all part of our listing process, by the way, where we teach you. We call it the Sharpie Close. Those of you in our premier coaching program, make sure you're reading those notes and listening to the uh, the audios and the videos about how to do that. And I'll give you a little hint here. Your entire listing pre- uh, presentation, provided you pre-qualified, provided you sent the pre-listing pack, you, you followed our system, will take maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And you're going to talk virtually nothing about yourself or your dog or how... You know, all these normal Mickey Mouse, frankly, low business IQ things that real estate agents do, they think they have to, you know, woo the seller, romance the seller, make the seller love them. Nope, the seller just wants you the hell out of their house so they can get back to their evening. They're tired, they're grumpy, they're grouchy, and they don't like being in situations like what you're putting them in as you're sitting in their house on a listing presentation. I know you don't think that, but that is how they actually think. How would you like it today if you had to have new windows installed in your house? And for the next three evenings in a row, your evenings, are just basically set aside just to listen to window salespersons. (laughs) The window guy shows up. You're just wanting to know about his damn windows and the price. But what he's going to do is he's going to show up. He's going to talk about his dog. He's going to talk about the t-ball teams that he plays on. He's going to try to ask you questions that you know would have nothing to do whatsoever about actually buying windows. That's what most agents do. It's very unprofessional. And by the way, it goes back to Julie's point number two or three, which is being disrespectful to the seller's time. The way you will set yourself apart in the marketplace, not by all your Instagram posts or your TikToks, the way you're going to set yourself apart in the marketplace is when you are actually a professional, acting professionally consistently, just the very fact that you're acting that way will make them instantly want to list with you because frankly, you're clearly not a crappy agent.
1: Exactly. And remember, we're not calling you a potentially crappy agent. The people who you are trying to work with, who you'd like to work with, this is their perception. Remember, this was as reported to Home Light. This is how people put you through the ringer, put you through the filter. We're
0: trying to avoid having you guys be perspe- perceived as a crappy agent.
1: That's right. So for example, point number five, a terrible agent, a crappy agent has an inability to actually get the job done. If a listing is sitting with fewer new sho- nor no showings, you have a strategy issue. Maybe it's the price. Maybe it's your pictures and description. Maybe it's something else, but you're not getting it sold. On the buyer's side, if you're working with buyers who are highly qualified and highly motivated, but they're not in contract yet, you are not doing your job. Refer to our many podcasts again about how to find off-market inventory. Or,
0: or pre-qualifying. I mean, or, a, lot of these, yeah. a lot of these problems that you just rattled off are basically pre-qualifying. You didn't get to know your client.
1: Yeah, you don't even it's hard to find a buyer for example exactly what they want for their dream home if you don't know what actually that is, right? I mean, for how many years they've assumed just because it's available everybody wants to bid on it.
0: Well, you know, it's actually <laughs> when you and I moved to Puerto Rico almost 5 years ago, right? Pushing 5 years. Uh, We had not opened up a new bank account anywhere in forever. And the get to know your client (laughs) rules. Know your client. Oh, know your client. Well, it was ridiculous. I don't know if any of you guys have tried to open up any bank accounts in the last last five years, but the amount of documentation that you have to provide now is insane. It is so... I remember... asking the bank, is this a Puerto Rico thing? Or and they, were, and they sent me a bunch of links showing that they were just following the government's rules, FDIC in particular, how they have to actually spend all this extra time pre-qualifying somebody yeah. before they're allowed to take their money. And yet you guys don't pre-qualify your clients at all. And, and they
1: take your time. <laughs> and they
0: take your time, which you will never get back. You know, Isn't that interesting? And pre-qualifying is in the process of pre-qualifying, you actually, and this might change your mindset about pre-qualifying, you're actually selling them on using you because you're helping them to self-discover not just their own motivation, but a lot of things about what they're wanting to do. A lot of people don't realize that they might be have unrealistic expectations or frankly, a seller might be more motivated than, you know, Mr. Seller, ex- how long, um, Mr. Seller, uh, just so that I'm clear, once this property sells, where are you moving next? Well, I'm moving to Florida. Florida, wow, that's exciting. Ideally, how soon do you need to be there? I have to be there in the next 90 days, ideally the next 90 days. 90 days, wow. Okay, and then we go back to the pre-qualifying script. What am I doing? I'm determining, and they're hearing me uh, you know, ask and understand that they don't have a lot of time to screw around. Versus all the other agents out there that probably have no clue what their actual time is or just thrilled that the shot of taking a listing and then they're thinking, well, I'll just find out about all the seller's motivations after I take the listing. And I'll
1: just shoot a really high price across the bow so that I take the listing and maybe deal with the rest later. Well, you're just going to have an expired with no sale.
0: Just by asking more intelligent professional questions, you're going to take the listing because you're following a scripted, again, professional approach to your real estate practice. That's how you know if you're not a crappy agent. (laughs) That's
1: right. So to cap off our point number five, not getting the job done, whether it's on the buyer side or the seller side, in both cases, the client can simply perceive that you're incompetent. This is how you get ghosted or worse, find out they're in contract or listed with somebody else. Or to Tim's point, maybe they're never going to buy or sell because they don't actually have the right motivation or qualifying. You keep on trying to get them to do something, but they're really not that motivated in the first place. So all of this really gets down to skill, business maturity, willingness to use the scripts, to ask great questions, and to drill down and actually know your client, and then deliver on what they want, not just what you think they want. So these have been the top five common things that are easy to fix, but you might still need a little bit of help. So join Premier Coaching by visiting premiercoaching.com and sign up for free so that we can save you from some of these things. And guys, it's
0: you know losing a listing, or frankly losing a buyer that actually bought something, those are expensive listings lessons, right?
1: Especially
0: now. Right, exactly. Many of you, you take a listing in your marketplaces, you're going to earn over $10,000. If you lose a few times because you figured, I'd figure it out on my own. I don't need to join Premier Coaching. I'm going to figure it out on my own. I am you know, whatever, blame right? the
1: client; it's their
0: fault. Exact yeah. buyers are liars. All these other types of things. Well, those types of thoughts are not just, frankly, you know, flawed, but they're also really, really expensive. Those are luxury thoughts, right? They are. You know, those, because you lose one opportunity. You're working with some, you know, chasing some seller, and they end up listing with somebody else, and the house sells right away, and then they buy something else. How much money have you lost just because you weren't professional? How many times are you going to lose before you realize? that you need to actually meet the market where it's at, which is demanding the agents nowadays. It's not just a function of being social, whether they know you from church or know you from mm-hmm. tennis. You actually have to earn the business by being professional. A script in particular is nothing other than a conversation outline that's designed to essentially result in the seller and you deciding to you know, have a common shared goal. That's all a script is. Some of you have this mental ego approach to scripts. They're not my words. They're not saying it the way I want to say it, all the rest of it. I'll think of my own or I'll figure it out along the way. Here's the bottom line. You will, essentially, you're setting yourself up to be perceived as a crappy agent because you're going to compete with somebody who has a scripted professional approach and it's honed in and they're, you know, frankly, professional again. There's that word for the hundredth Mm -hmm. time today. Are you reading between the lines, dear listener? They're going to get the business. A brand new agent who has a professional approach, there it is again, they're going to beat seasoned veteran agents because of the fact that they're taking the seller through a pre-qualified professional sales approach. They are going, the seller will automatically gravitate towards those types of agents. How do I know it? Because Julie and I did just that our first year in the business when we sold over 100 homes, breaking all records. And since then, I don't know how many clients we've had do similar things, but it's probably hundreds Because they all go up against these seasoned veteran agents who frankly have been getting away with winging it for the last 15 years because it's been a hot seller's market Mm -hmm. and the house was going to sell with or without them, right? And so the seller wasn't that particular who they were going to list with. Now what's happening is sellers are becoming more professional. Now what's happening in a lot of markets, those sellers are now frankly learning to be very particular who they're going to be listing with and these veteran, seasoned veteran agents are losing more often than they're winning in some of these markets because, uh, frankly, sellers are not just choosing them because they know them socially. Well,
1: and even buyers. If your buyer is prospecting harder than you are, because that is happening. Buyers are door knocking. Buyers are sending their own personalized letters into the neighborhoods that they want. You can't let that happen. You might be a crappy agent. I know a lot
0: of MLSs block you from sending the letters, but they're not going to block your buyers from sending love letters to sellers or doing all the rest of this thing. Yeah. So guys, wake up and realize that the opportunity it, right now is doing what other people aren't willing to do when they're not willing to do it at the highest level. Have conversations. Remember, where we sit, talked about this yesterday. Put yourself in a position to hear the word no at least five times a day. Not to the point where it's just you know uh, so unnerving that you can't even think straight, but Simple conversations. Hey, by the way, Julie, who do you know who's thinking about, you know, ideally listing a home in this market that I should be helping? Or, hey, Julie, who are the two or three people you know uh, that are thinking about selling their homes that I should be talking to? Or if you even want to take it to the next level, hey, Julie, I've set a goal for myself in the next 90 days to help five sellers sell their homes. Who are the five people that you can think of right now that I should be helping sell a home in this market? You might get no leads, you might get one lead, or you might get five you got to ask the questions. Well, you'll get
1: none if you never ask.
0: Right. And you know what? They're not going to be offended in any way because they're going to see that you're a professional agent and you're indeed not a crappy agent. Open your mind to the fact that in this marketplace, it's easier to be successful, not harder, when you take, here's the word again, a more professional approach that's focused in on what the buying and selling public actually hope and pray that they find when choosing a real estate professional. Guys, it's not difficult to differentiate yourself in a marketplace like this. It's not about your branding. It's not about your social media. It's about your ability to have actual drilled down focused conversations that are designed to help the seller or the buyer move forward in their desire to buy or sell real estate. Thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.